Welcome to Relish Pod. Where simple pleasures are gained by cooking what you eat. I'm Mark Witt. And I'm Tim Gallagher. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's that time of the year. Coming up. Yeah. yeah just going to do a little overview of turkey and sides. All uh, the traditional stuff. Yeah. Hopefully we can break, <laughs> break. Uh, you know, listen, I think Thanksgiving dinner is one of those things that uh, really brings out the fear in a lot of people. It's like, mm-hmm. um, I think one, it's kind of, it could be an expensive adventure um, to like your first time. It's like, okay, I'm spending a lot of money on this dinner, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people are afraid, you know, of how to jump in and say, hey, I'm going to cook a Thanksgiving dinner. That kind of learning yeah. from your mother, your grandmother, and the traditional mm-hmm. ways that most people learn. Yeah. As there's the fear of failure. Right. So Over hopefully here. we can break that down a little bit and make people yeah. a little bit more comfortable in, in their uh, decision making. With some good preparation, be very successful. Absolutely. Let's talk about the turkey. We need to buy a turkey. Yeah. We need to get something. Right. Yeah. So you got to think about how many people are coming. So then that, you know, how many, how big a bird you're going to get or right. how many do you get? Um, I'm a big fan of multiple birds. If if you have, so we usually have about 25 to 30 people. That's a large group. Yeah. And I like to go like a 13, 14 pound bird. If okay. there's that many people, I like to do two. Right. You know, makes that makes good sense. Yeah. And, and around here we do one on the grill, one on the oven. Okay. That's exactly what we're doing this year. Excellent. Um, so, so where do you typically buy your turkey? Where you, where you get your turkeys from? Uh, so usually our turkeys are provided through the good people of Backbone Farm. Nice. Um, but they usually get that that bird from, you know, one of the you know Amish farms around right, there. They just right. have contact. So we're getting ours straight from a farm. Nice. Um, we've done the D'Artagnan Yeah, route. which are really nice. Heritage yeah. birds. Yeah. Uh, you know, typically all pastured and stuff. Yeah. A little on the expensive side. Definitely is, right. but uh, you and I both agree that it's it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I the mean, birds are really delicious. They really are. Um, but uh, so you can really get these birds at farms these days. Right. Yeah. Um, There's tons of people. Yeah. I wouldn't say tons, but there are definitely options around here where people are raising turkeys for the holiday. Yeah. You don't. And this wherever you are. Right. You know, wherever you're listening from. I bet you there's somebody that's raising turkeys and right. they're taking orders. Absolutely. You don't have to get the butterball turkey. Right. You can if you want. There's right. nothing wrong with that. Right. But there are options. Right. One place locally that I know of, uh, I'm not sure anybody in the Cumberland Way, uh, you mentioned uh, the Garrett County Way up there, Savage River Farm, they are still taking orders for them. Okay. Um, I know you can reach Ben Yoder. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the phone number there, if you want to try to give them a call, is 828 582 nine four zero seven and i believe they're taking orders all the way up through friday of the 18th okay so that's next week right yeah right. now typically i think typically in years past um you had to be a co-op member but i know yeah. maybe last year or this could be the first year that they're starting open it up to the public mm-hmm. and they have plenty he said they I, I talked to him the other day he said they have plenty um again give them a call ben yoder 828-582-9407 Orders up to the 18th, and then what would happen is they would take everything to butcher on, I think, Sunday and Monday, and pickup would be Tuesday. So Tuesday would give you at least two days. You're dealing with a completely fresh bird. bird. No thaw times. You don't have to worry about any of the frozen garbage to worry about, and you have a nice, beautiful bird. And they have, you know, they got birds from all sizes. I'd say, you know, 10 to 12 pounds are on the small side. 
probably up to 24 is going to be the largest. That's a big bird. Yeah. It's hard to cook a big bird. It is. Keep that in mind. It is. And one thing I will say is because of that, I, I do know that people who want the smaller birds go there early because they're looking for those smaller birds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Um, so then if you get the, if you get a fresh bird, um, or if you're at the grocery store and it's not frozen, usually they're going to be frozen at the grocery store. Right. Now, I think, so. I think in years past, I, I, I will say that I have seen, uh, and maybe if there's uh, a much more of a call for people asking for fresh birds yeah. or they're being pre-thawed. I'm not sure. Okay. And I mm-hmm. can't speak to that directly, but we should definitely, I mean, I think 90% of the times you're probably looking at a frozen turkey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, the biggest thing about dealing with a frozen turkey is thawing a frozen turkey. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think we should definitely address that. Because um, it, you know, it, it can take a long time. It can take a long time. This is not an overnight process, you know. Yeah. It's, and and uh, it's definitely not something where you just want to leave out on the kitchen counter no. and just keep poking your finger in it and saying, <laughs> oh, it. it's still still a little frozen. We'll give it a little, another hour. Yeah. Um, I think even out on your kitchen counter – uh, you know, yeah. this is not the method that no. you want to do. Put it in I think, fridge. but even on a kitchen counter, it probably still take two days to thaw out at room temperature. Yeah, but you absolutely do not do that. We are not doing that. No, that is definitely yeah. not the way to go. That's this, it. That's these things need to be thawed under refrigeration in the proper temperatures. Right. Yeah. So if we're looking at a, up to a, I mean, if you're getting one giant bird and it's frozen and you're talking about a 24 pound bird or something, you need five to six days, uh, in the refrigerator to defrost. So at least six days. Wow. That's a long time. Um, yeah. A nice, yeah. you know, 12 to 16 pound bird, something like that. You're looking at three to four days. Um, so you really have to plan ahead for that. Absolutely. You know? So plan accordingly. And if you keep, you know, if you plan accordingly for this meal, it won't be stressful. Yeah. So, you know, if you are shopping at your local grocer, I mean, I would, you know, I would definitely not wait until the day before, <laughs> you know, don't go there Wednesday expecting to buy a frozen turkey and and to have this all taken care of by Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Right. And if you're you cooking on, if you're actually going to be cooking on the actual day of Thanksgiving, which will fall on a Thursday, like yeah. any other year. Right. So you know, a week out, two weeks out, don't be afraid to go get that turkey if you have a little bit of space. But I think most people, kind of their objective is to go buy it mm-hmm. with the with the idea in mind that okay, I'm now going to put it in the refrigerator to thaw. Yeah. yeah. Or if you buy it, uh, you know, early. You get a good deal or something like that, and you have to put it in the freezer. Yeah, and absolutely. You have to get it back out. Right, absolutely. Make sure to. You can look all this stuff up online too. Yeah, these these numbers are all out there. Yeah. Um, and, and most of them are actually, if you're buying a frozen turkey from Butterball or whatever, they're yeah. going to be. I'll show they're you. They're going to give you your, their their thawing times and stuff like that. Yeah. But definitely, I can't stress enough. You have to thaw these things properly. Yeah. Okay, so we got a defrosted bird, um, in the fridge. And we're going to think about how we're going to prepare this bird. Um, so this brings us into something that a lot of people talk about and something that I practice, and that is brining. Um, you can read a lot of different things on this, how to, whether you should or not. You know, I say go for it um, because you end up, you have your best chance of having a good moist uh, white meat um, if you do use a brine right and, and, and we've and we've talked about in our you know if you want to people want to do go, go back and look at previous episodes we have brought up brining before yeah mm-hmm. and the reasons for brining but we should just definitely real quick like what, what what are we doing when we say brining what are we actually doing tim yeah so you're making a basically a salt water uh bath and there's a excuse me specific ratio of water to salt 
um, that you usually follow. And I brought this up before when I brine a bird, I'm using Alton Brown, everybody's best buddy when it comes to cooking, you know, for some really good, uh, advice. And, uh, so you uh, found us a pretty proven method for you in the past. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've used it for probably 10 years straight now. Nice. And, uh, you know, he's, so we will post this and maybe add a link also. Uh, but he pretty much lays it out for a 12 to or a 14 to 16 uh, pound turkey. You're looking at a gallon of vegetable broth to a cup of kosher salt, some brown sugar, whole peppercorns, allspice berries, candied ginger, which is real nice. And then iced water goes into that. And basically you're cooking all your ingredients in your coat in the, uh, uh, with your vegetable stock okay. on the stovetop, bringing it to a boil, and then you add your iced water. Um, right. And that brings it down to a, then the, it cools everything. Right. And then what you'll do is you need a container large enough for this bird or a bag. Yeah. Um, you can get brining bags. Um, if your bird's small enough, you can use two-gallon Ziploc bags, which okay. aren't real easy to find. Um, I use them all the time, though. Or a five gallon bucket that's right. clean and food disinfected grade, food right. grade. If you yeah, can, food grade if you can find them. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, you know this, nothing too old, you know, nothing with a lot of scratches in you there. You don't want a lot of permeations in there. It's right, right, right. right. That yeah. can hold bacteria and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. And so basically you're just going to submerge your bird, um, in this, in this brine recipe, uh, that we will post. You look up, you can find your own. Alton Brown does a great job. And that's going to be 24 hours, basically, okay. 12 to 16 to 24 hours, depending on how big your bird. Mine will probably be a 12-hour brine. Okay. You know. So essentially, we have this, uh, would it be fair to say this is like a liquid marinade almost? Sure. Okay. Yeah. And you're looking for what we're cooking, which is our turkey, to mm. soak up some of those flavorings. Yep. And yep. the salt is going to start breaking down some, yeah. some of the components of the turkey. Sure. To um, one, we're adding flavor into that, mm-hmm. and we're actually um, speeding up that cooking process and making a more flavorful, yeah. tender bird. Yeah, okay. and and the the meat will will retain that moisture, right? Um, and that's how that that that's why it works, you right. know. And you can really have a successful. It's always that that white meat you want to be juicy and and not right. dry like crazy, right? You know, your and dark meat is is forgiving, so. right? Exactly. That's uh, a good word there. That's definitely forgiving. Okay, so um so you mentioned you're gonna take ice water to to cool this down. Yeah. Okay. But um it's definitely really important for people to understand that when you are adding that brine to that turkey, it has to be ice cold. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. you don't you don't you definitely don't want to take any temperature whatsoever, any warmth whatsoever. Yeah. Sorry. And yeah. to add it into that turkey. Yeah, because it'll start cooking your turkey. That's right. right. You need it to be cold right. for sure. Okay, so uh, so take me through the next step. So we right. have the brine the next day yeah. before take, our cooking process. Yeah. Um, you're pulling out the turkey. Yep. Take turkey out. Rinsing. Wash it. Washing wash it. it right. Yeah. I think that's important, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. You know, really get in there. Right. And, and rub it down. Wash it. Right. Um, you know, probably before the brine, you should have taken the giblets out. Yeah. Any of the 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 packet that, that that is in the cavity of the turkey you're going to take that out right that's a good yeah um, we can we can talk on that because definitely yeah. we sh- we kind of missed on that step like yeah, so when you do part. have a turkey well, there <laughs> there will be a a packet in there of all that good things that we're yeah. eventually we're going to cook down and we're going to reserve that for some uh, yeah for some gravy or whatnot 
Yeah, we'll talk about that's what okay. you're doing while your birds right cooking. Okay. Um. So yeah, we washed it down. Um. I'm not really gonna add any. So then then you pat it dry, right? Okay. Yeah. You know. Um. And now you're gonna. What are you gonna do to the skin? Are you gonna season it anymore? Uh, right. Mark, do do you have a preferred? thing you like to do I, I do i think uh you know i just want to keep on this brian just i'm not i don't okay. want to jump off of it too quickly okay yeah uh, i mean i think this alton brown is definitely probably a very solid thing but yeah i also want to encourage people to again always think outside the box sure you know and i know uh, i've 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 played around with some other aromatics or uh you know fruits uh, even apples or oranges yeah. or mm-hmm. um cherries and stuff like that there's all kind of things that you put in there there's tons of recipes on on the internet so don't be oh, afraid yeah. to like think outside the box a little bit and, and just kind of think about what kind of flavor profile mm-hmm. you're trying to pull out of this. Yeah. You know, the main component here is definitely going to be the salt. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's all. Uh, okay. you know, I just said to yeah. say that, that one final step about that. All right. Um, so where are we? What's the next thing we're talking about? All here? right. So we just patted our bird dry. Okay. So we got a dry turkey. Yeah. Now I personally like to rub it down with butter. Okay. You know, and I, mean, uh, I can't go wrong with that. Right? No, you can't. Right. You know, let's let's go for it. Let's, right. You know, and now so you can do something really cool here, too. Um, if you if you you know, you find the breast and if you work your fingers on either side of the breast, you know, either side of the breastbone, you can separate the skin from the meat of the breast. And there you can also and you can keep working. You can go all the way down to the legs. And really, you know, if you just eat, sounds sensual. Ease it, ease it open. Yeah, you got to be nice. You got to, you can't rush it. Right. You know, it's 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 very important to be delicate here. But um, you have to work it, and then get some butter in there too. Okay, you know. so you're you're essentially just separating the skin a little bit. No, we're not taking yeah. the skin off. No, no. Nope. But we are separating it. Yep. Just enough from the meat, mm-hmm. right? So we're loosening all that. Uh, we're separating that off just so yeah. it's it's kind of free flowing, but not off of the bird. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you, you just you just work wherever you can work butter, work it in. Sure. So then you've got butter on the skin, you got butter in between the skin and the meat. Um so we're just, you know, we're, you're going for it here. Um and that butter's gonna really help get you a nice crispy skin. Okay. You know. So at this point, let's see, we have a brine turkey. Mm-hmm. Um we're pretty much ready to cook cook our turkey at this point. Yeah. And then we can kind of talk about you know, there's definitely several ways to cook the turkey, yeah, um, we can roast it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's going to be in the oven. They do make electric roasters that are pretty simple. They're essentially like a huge crock pot looking kind of contraption. Yeah. Um, uh, deep frying people these days are deep frying turkeys. Yeah, um, never. I've never actually done that myself. I know mm-hmm. people have had great results, and I hear it's pretty tasty that way. Yeah, um, yeah. Typically, what they use you would use flavor injectors. You know. Um, but in my experience, I've never fried either. But okay. the ones I've eaten, people typically use the flavor injectors and then deep fry them. And that's so when you well, <laughs> flavor injector to explain. Okay, that to sorry. Me. So yeah, so that's like a large syringe with uh, with a needle on the end, right. um, and that's all. That's what it is. A large syringe, and you okay. can just inject in multiple places in the meat. Um, you know, adding whatever flavoring you're using. You right. Know, okay. uh, oils and. Seasonings and probably actually butter, right? Yeah, <laughs> melted yeah. butter is yeah, probably sure, the way absolutely. To go. I'm sure. Yeah, and you can flavor inject anytime, anytime. You know, yeah, if you're absolutely. In the oven or on the grill or in the deep fryer, right? Um, it's a good way to do it. So, what is your preferred okay. method? I mean, do you do you all have? Right. So, I, I always grill mine. Okay, you know, we got the big green egg. Right. Mention it all the time. Yeah, 
I, I definitely smoke mine on the egg. You know, if I got a 14 pound turkey, it's, you know, I usually have about four hours in it on about 250, okay. you know, with some, with some nice wood chunks in there. Okay. Um, do you have a tip? Do you have a, a favorite wood that you're using for turkeys? Uh, most of the time, uh, what I use, is, I use, excuse me, I use cherry. Cherry. And I, I use yeah. oak. Um, pretty much that's it. You know, applewood is real nice, pecan. Yeah. What I use is like natural wood. I have actual split wood that I cut into chunks, and okay. I just that's the way I use it. It's kind of whatever's on hand is what I use. Right, sure. Oak is always that's the traditional smoking, you know, in your real barbecue. Okay, it's usually on oak. Anyway, I digress. So yeah, I'm smoking mine on the grill. Um, this year we're doing one on the grill and in the oven. So we touched the grill. That's about two fifty. You know, 14-pound bird takes about four hours. You know, consider that. Um, do Rotate it often just to get it as even as you can to 165. So now if we're going into the oven, I've talked to a lot of people uh, about that. The consensus seems to be you want to put your bird in at about 450 for maybe 20 minutes to really crisp the skin. Right. And then drop the temperature down. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You drop it down to about 300, I think. I mean, I think probably three, 325 yeah. would probably. You, you just have to realize, again, on the Internet, there's going to be definitely cooking times for what size turkey you have. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so what, what are we talking about here? A 12 to 14 pound turkey? What What are you? What size are you cooking? It'll be a 14 pound. So Friday. 14 roughly. So, yeah. so, you know, I think probably, again, yeah, four hours, maybe four and a half hours, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, because timing, timing, it's pretty critical. Uh, Time, it, well, timing is critical. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think there's a couple of things that we should talk about here. One, you can definitely buy the uh, the thermometers that uh-huh. you can place in there for okay. roasting them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, very simple. It's like you're looking for that thermometer to pop. Yeah. You know, they're made to hit those internal temperatures, and when they hit the internal temperatures, they're yeah. going to pop out. And that temperature is what? Uh, I think they're calling roughly for 165 in the yeah. breast and yeah. 180 yeah. Um, in the legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thigh area. Yeah. I mean, your darker meats. Yeah. So, yeah, two different temperatures. You know, definitely don't want bloody. No. Yeah, it's a no. lot of times you end up with, with bloody no, dark and I, meat. I, listen, I think, I think one of the reasons that people end up with a lot of dry turkey is they tend to overcook them yeah. because they're afraid. That you know they're they're afraid of of what could happen if they're eating the under sure. under, the undercooked turkey. So people yeah. always tend to go a little bit on the longer side. I think um, you know not everyone's going to have a regular thermometer. Again, you can go to the Martins and buy those pop outs and stuff like that. Yeah, or they you know. they come in the bird butterball is going to. Yeah, come I guess they're going to actually come with them. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So all kinds of different ways. You know, and definitely sure. check that good place. Good spot to check is is right at the leg. Where their leg meets the um, thigh, okay. You know that's that's just a good place to check for, and and also you know you can feel when the when the joints are loose and things like that. But yeah. you really need a thermometer, right? And you don't always trust those pop ups too. If you no, have I agree a, with that. if you have a yeah, uh, if you have a portable thermometer, meat thermometer, you know, use it also, right? Yeah, yeah. Mechanical ones are better for sure. Yeah, and so basting. There's people that. Uh, you know, stop me if I'm going too fast here, but 
you know, basting is something that people talk about. Do you need to do it? Do you not need to do it? And there's all kinds of different ways, you know, if you're basting, you're opening the oven and you're losing heat and you might be adding time to how long the bird is cooking. I agree with that. Yeah. So many people I talk to though swear by it and are basting yeah. like every 10 minutes. Right. You know, but you, if you, if you're opening the oven for 30 seconds and closing it, is it going to be that big of a deal? Well, you know, I, uh, you know, I think you're speaking to what kind of oven you have, you know, convection ovens, obviously yeah. you're going to, um, come back to temperature a little bit faster than a traditional, you know, yeah. non-convection oven where you're not pushing the, the heat around and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely think it probably plays a part in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I grew up with a mother that always yeah. basted turkey. So Mine it kind of makes sense to me, you know? Yeah. So let me just back up a little bit. So if you are on the big green egg, right. Mm-hmm. Are you, uh, are you catching drippings and stuff like that? Yeah. I'll have a drip pan underneath. Okay. So you will. Yeah. Okay. So I put mine up on a stand. Okay. Uh, turkey stand, you know, nothing, nothing too serious. Just, a. Uh, a stand that inserts into the cavity and the bird will stand upright straight up yep okay so this is not we're not laying on breast or we're not laying on its back it's just straight yeah, up this is okay, straight, straight up. up and down okay um and so if we want to get specific this is what i've been doing i put that stand in a drip pan actually inside the drip pan and then i add some water you know maybe a half inch to an inch of water i then take my giblets and i put them in that water so that my drippings are falling into the water with the giblets, and the giblets are are cooking at the same time. So okay. they're like simmering. Uh, that's a good. Yeah, that's yeah. a great process. And they're simmering yeah. with my with my turkey fat, sure. my turkey drippings. Okay. Um, and then that that we're going to talk about gravy, but that right. ends up my as my gravy. Yeah. Because yeah. I think most people are taking all those uh, the giblets in the neck and all that stuff and cooking yeah. them separately. Yeah. But yeah. that's a good process. I, yeah. I mean, it kind of like cuts everything in half for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is important to keep an eye on that drip pan to make sure oh, yeah. that your temperatures are not so high yeah. that you're dehydrating everything out of there. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Well, if you're grilling it, you're blowing slow. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have to have a decent sized drip pan to to hold your turkey. Right. You know. Again, I said it right in there, and that you know, there's no basting involved. No basting. Know, you're, okay, you're so you're just doing your so you're your doing your butter. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. once you reach your temperature, you're in there. Yeah. You're not touching that lid really until not many times. Just, just uh, looking on things, it. rotate. Some relatives come over, some friends come over. You might show it off you a couple gotta, times. You got to right. show it off, right? Right, <laughs> that makes sense. And then once it gets close, I'm usually starting to taste the skin because I just can't help myself. Right. Okay, crispy skin is one of my favorite Absolutely. parts of Thanksgiving. Absolutely, yeah. So I think that process is definitely going to be different in the sense that when you're grilling it, yeah. that crispy skin is going to come in at the end. Yeah. Versus like, okay, let's jump forward where we were a few yeah. minutes ago where we're roasting this. Yeah. So one method is definitely we're starting at a higher temperature, mm-hmm. 20 minutes. What did you say? 20, 30 yeah. minutes? Yeah. I think I think no no longer than 20 minutes. Okay. I, I think. Okay. Uh, we're trying to crisp up the skin a little bit. Right. Turning down the temperature and then we're going through our roasting process. Yeah. Okay. And again, we're doing this in a roasting pan. Right. Um, elevating it a little bit if we can, perhaps. Right. Yeah. Starting with some water, mm-hmm. uh, cool. just and so we can start catching our drippings as well. That's all the good stuff. That's stuff we're looking at. Yeah, at the end. And when we say elevated, if your roasting pan doesn't have, uh, you know, something you can insert to elevate, um, you know, put it on top of halved onions or potatoes oh, or yeah. carrots. Oh, you know, yeah. that takes right. everything up off the sure off the bottom of the that pan. Sounds good. Okay, so uh, breast side down. 
How are we doing this? Uh, well, so, yeah, I guess traditional is breast side up, but okay. we've been asking around a lot of people, and some people have mentioned you should do it breast side down. Sometimes uh, a few people mentioned they did it by accident breast side down and that it everything cooks slower and more evenly that way. With the breast side down. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it never occurred to me until someone was talking about it last night. So, I mean, that's a method you can try. It's always worth trying. Yeah. Right. You know, um, play with it and see what you come up with. I think the most traditional method is probably breast side up. Yeah. You know, so as you're pulling it out and you're seeing that traditional, that's my turkey. Yeah. And I, I think you're going to get the crispiest skin that way too. Uh, yeah. You're going you're right. down. I don't think you're going to get crispy skin unless you do it at the end. Okay. Yeah. So I think this is a good time we can maybe talk about the spatchcock process. Mark. Yeah. So, uh, so essentially we have this bird in the, uh, um, in the, in the, um, roaster or in the oven uh-huh. uh, again we're probably looking at depending on the size of the bird so if you're looking for a little bit of a faster method or something you know definitely a little more unique to to check out would be to spatchcock your turkey yeah it sounds pretty weird i know if you've never heard of a spatchcock right yeah so what how what does that mean well uh, you know essentially you know you can just think of it as what is known as butterflying the turkey mm-hmm. okay so essentially it's like it's you know it's a term used for uh, poultry or birds yeah. Uh, where we're essentially going to take the backbone out and we're going to split that turkey right down in the middle. Yeah. Now, we're not cutting it apart. No. I mean, we still have our two halves that are attached to each other. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're hinging, you're cutting at the backbone. You're going to have to have decent kitchen shears. Right. You're cutting at the backbone mm-hmm. and then folding it over so that the two breasts are side by side. Correct. So you're hinging at the chest. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. That's a, at, at this point... We're, this is definitely because you're essentially just cooking this turkey in half. There's no cavity inside. You know, yeah. it's essentially going to be a less cook time. Yeah. You know, uh, I've never tried the method on turkey. I mean, I've done it on mm-hmm. uh, chickens. Sure. But I've never done it on a on a turkey on, yeah. a, on a larger bird. Um, but you do. You're going to get a nice crispy. Yeah. Skin and stuff like that. So this is definitely a breast side up. Breast situation. side up. That's important. Absolutely. And, uh, this is breast side up. And it really cuts your cooking time down. So as far as timing is concerned, uh, I mean, basically, let's say, okay, one thing I was looking at, if you had a 12-pound bird, which is a pretty small bird, not many people are going to have 12 pounds unless you're a small family or whatever, or you're doing a couple different ones, um, you cook these at high heat. You're spatchcocking, you're at 450 degrees. Right. 12-pound turkey is going to take about an hour and 10 minutes. That's not very long at all. That's not. That's yeah. a pretty fast way to cook a yeah. turkey. Yeah, right. um, and so this uh, it doesn't really fit in a roaster pan. You, you need you need to do more like uh, if you have a large pan, yeah, almost like a cookie sheet, right? With um, a wire rack, right? That's yeah. yeah. I think you still want it elevated a little bit. Yeah, you, you don't do. want it directly on the actual right surface that's going to be hitting your kitchen racks. Right. So you have a cookie sheet, then a wire rack, so yeah. probably like a cooling rack, right, um, for your cookies or whatever, right. and then maybe. And then you basically are going to lay your bird out right. breast side up or about 450 degrees. And it's going to cut your cooking time down at least by half. Right. You know, as opposed to a whole bird basting and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm sure they actually make an actual uh, pan of sorts. Sure. They designed. do. I'm sure if you just Google, uh, go to Amazon or whatnot and Google spatchcock yeah. uh, pans, they, yeah. they probably make something just specifically for that. What else do you want to add as far as turkeys are concerned? A lot of people do stuff their turkeys. Yep. You know, traditional 
bread stuffings. Mm-hmm. I'm going to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, some people don't. Some people leave the cavities empty. But, to, uh, you know, if you're going to leave your cavities empty, definitely some aromatics in there. You yeah. Know. Um, yeah, you like know, what? Onions, carrots. Okay. Um, fruits? I, fruits, yeah. yeah. I mean, oranges. I've played with apples. I've played with mm-hmm. cherries before. Yeah. Um, herbs. Yeah. You know, rosemary, thyme. Those are, you know, just kind of see where you want to go with this. Yeah, it's kind of nice. I mean, if you're not going to stuff your bird with the, with the traditional stuffing, just fill the cavity up. Right. You know, it's it can only make it better. Right. right? Yeah, I mean, you're just yeah. adding flavor. Yeah. Do you have an opinion on uh, traditional stuffing in the bird or outside the or, you know, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't have um, an opinion such yeah. that yeah. one is necessarily better than the other. I do think that if you are stuffing the bird with um, a bread stuffing of sorts, yeah. you know, your cook times are going to be a little bit longer. Probably, yeah. whatever the suggested times are, it's probably about a half an hour. You know, yeah. so the, you know, the, again, this is just a guess, but it's about a half an hour more yeah. with a bread stuffed um, yeah. turkey. The bird just takes longer, and, yeah. and you really need to make sure. Uh, you know, one of the real warnings, you need to make sure that that stuffing inside the bird is to the right temperature. You don't right. want to, you don't want to have a cooked bird and with uncooked, you don't want to get sick from your. Well, I think it's just the juices that are coming out of the bird yeah. you know, and they're seeping down because you're, you're yeah. putting dry or, you know, semi dry ingredients when you're stuffing that, you know, it's mm-hmm. a bread mixture. It's going to have eggs in there and stuff. Um, you know, some people, a lot of celery and your poultry seasonings and stuff like that, whatever yeah. you want to put in there. Parsley, you know, put some mushrooms in that. However, you yeah. want to make that. And there's, again, there's plenty of recipes on the internet for yeah. for stuffing. But that's the general kind of concept here. We have a spatchcock turkey. We kind of talked about how to cook yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a whole turkey. Um, we got one on the grill for you. We got one in the uh, in the roaster or in the oven. Mm-hmm. Um, basting, we can baste along the way yep. if we prefer. Yep. You know, essentially, this is essentially going to take. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. A baster. Yeah, you know, we're we're sucking up some of the broth. Yeah, some of the drippings. On the bottom of the pan. Yeah, we're just constantly putting that back on top and let it just kind of run over. All that juice is then kind of crisping up the turkey as well. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. people are you know again pushing it inside the cavity, opening up the skin a little bit, just wherever you can put that broth back into it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, so now we have. Uh, hopefully, we followed our cook times. We've yep. checked our temperatures. We're all good. Mm-hmm. And it's time to do what? Get this turkey out. Take it out. Okay. Let it rest. Yeah, so let it rest. I mean, that's one thing that I can't stress enough or anything, really, mm-hmm. um, especially a turkey or a poultry, something like this. So we're going to let it rest. Yep. So, uh, suggestion on time for that? Uh, I don't know. You're going to be at least 20 minutes to a half hour. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. say I would say bare minimum 15, Yeah. you know, up to a half an hour, somewhere in there, yeah. absolutely. I bare minimum, yeah. I wouldn't touch that thing for at least 15 minutes. Yeah, and that's you pushing know? it. Wait, right. 15, wait yeah. at least 20. Okay, and, and what's the reason for this? Well, then that, that allows all the moisture that's inside the meat to stay inside the meat. Right. Because everything's still moving around in there, and it'll eventually settle, and it'll settle distributed throughout the meat and therefore it will be moist right okay <laughs> you know because if you cut it if you take it out and wait five minutes and you cut into it that juice runs all over the place oh, yeah just kind of almost squirts it's out. gone yeah right. it's right. gone right yeah so that's critical and then uh you know when you're ready to carve have a nice sharp knife and start carving right if uh you don't if you're not sure how to do it look it up it's real easy yeah look i mean up. uh you know, we can talk about carving real quick. There's definitely several methods. I mean, one is you go right at the breast, cut it yeah. on the side. Yep. Uh, you you can take the whole breast off, set it to the side, and then slice it. 
Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you're coming, if you're carving right on the turkey, I always feel you're cutting, you know, you're really cutting improperly because you're kind of cutting yeah. against the grains. Yeah. You know, so it's really, you want to remove that breast and you're cutting the opposite way of the breast, essentially. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then you get those nice turkey slices and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and again, you know, we can talk about that, but really it's, it's, it's not even worth me mentioning because if you just go to YouTube and yeah. Google how to carve a turkey, yeah. you can watch a five minute video. And within ten minutes, you can be a pro at this. Yeah, and if you're really good, you can you can disassemble the turkey and then reassemble it. Yeah, it almost yeah. looks like you've never even taken it apart. Yeah, yeah, but then it's just going to get destroyed. Right. So whatever. Yeah, do, exactly. Do your thing. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right. Okay, so we- now we have a cooked turkey. Tim. Yeah. Um, it's sliced. It's carved. It's ready to go. Yep. Okay, but um, we're not going to like. Wait till the very end to do where we have to obviously have some other food to go along with this. We can't just eat turkey. Right. Well, I mean, listen, you could, but I mean, there's always those awesome things that, you know, either your Aunt Martha or your grandmother (laughs) or somebody kind of came up with these side dishes over the years. A lot of traditional things, you know, the things that you see typically. I think some of those things, you know, mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. Your green bean casseroles. Oh, yeah. um, Salads. um, Uh Uh-huh. You know, it's a good time for root vegetables. So even just like, mm. uh, you know, roasted vegetables, your carrots, yeah. um, parsnips, you know, beets are yeah. available this time of year, squashes, your sweet potatoes, all those good things and find a nice combination of how do we put them together? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I got our, one of our family favorites is a sweet potato pudding. Nice. Um, and that's, you know, kind of been passed down a little bit, this recipe. Um, it's nothing really crazy. And and it's sort of, it it straddles the line between sides and dessert. Okay. You know, and uh, you it, it involves uh, about six sweet potatoes and you cook them. And you can do, you, I usually bake mine. And then after they cool, they're baked, they're cool, you mash them. You're going to add brown sugar, salt, milk, eggs, butter, vanilla f- flavoring, and lemon extract. Yeah, use extract, not fresh. Um, you mix all that together and you bake it in a casserole dish. And um, oh, that takes about 20 minutes at 350 degrees. And in the meantime, you're going to mix together your topping, which is flour, brown sugar, chopped pecans, and uh, some more butter or... Uh, or oleo, which is what's on this right. recipe, and that sort of dates it a little bit. It does, yeah, it does. Um, and then you put it, you 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 spread your topping on your mixture, and then you bake it for another thirty minutes. Um, I'm really breezing through these recipes here, Mark, because we're gonna have them all up on our website. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, um, and that's that's one of our family favorites. It's delicious. Um, yeah, I don't know how nutritious it is. It, nutritious it is, but it it goes right along there with with good American fare right. and at great leftovers. Yeah. I mean, isn't that one of the good things about Thanksgiving absolutely. are the leftovers? Right, absolutely. You know, I, and I definitely think sweet potatoes are one of those things that always rides that the rail. Mm-hmm. It's right. Always right there on the fence because it can yeah. definitely be, you know, depending on what you're going to do with it, it can definitely be a dessert yeah. or, or a side, however you want to look at that. But it's definitely just, it rides that line. Yeah. It's, and it's to me, it's, it's an awesome thing. I think. Yeah. Well, we definitely eat it as a side. You know, it's not the dessert. Right. Uh, but shoot, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, you know, we're talking uh, mashed potatoes, green beans, and all that stuff. One, yeah. one uh, you know, one of my favorites is always, again, I like, it's a good time of the year for uh, 
squashes and stuff like that. So I like to do like a nice roasted beet and squash salad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, we're going to put these recipes up on our website. Um, but simply, you know, we're just took it. We're looking at um, some fresh beets if you can get them. Um, squashes that are available out there. We got delicatas, the acorns, um, carnival, butternut. You know, there's all kind of squashes out there. So a couple squashes. You know, simply we're gonna uh, you know take some olive oil. We're gonna cut the the beets and the squash down. We're gonna do a a, a first roast on them. Um, you're gonna you're gonna peel the the. Well, squash, we're gonna yeah right? obviously yeah. yeah we're gonna Just we're gonna clean them up uh, yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> we're gonna yeah we're gonna clean those up. Um, you know, and you can kind of cut these however you want. You know, quarter them. Mm-hmm. Slice, but you know, my the main thing I suggest anytime you're cooking something like this is to kind of keep your size consistent. So okay. when you're cooking, you know, one thing's not cooked before the other. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. So essentially, we're going to roast this. Um. That that's kind of the first step, and then the second step is to make a little bit of what you know I would call it a marinade or a sauce. Um. And again, it's pretty simple. We're going to use a little bit of uh, vinegar in it, mustard, um, some fresh herbs, maybe a little bit of thyme. Honey always goes well with this. Mm. Uh, we're going to kind of toss that together. And then, you know, you can use couscous in this dish. Ooh. Okay, so pre-cooked some couscous or some farro. Okay. Um, that's another kind of grain. Yeah. Um, we're going to – essentially, once we get our roasted vegetables done and our couscous or whatever we're going to use, toss all that together with our marinade, kind of put it in a, in a casserole dish, and just lightly bake it again, you know for for the final for the final uh bake mm. you know they're 10 15 minutes yeah as usual you know. when you're making me hungry yeah you know but again these side dishes there's so many you know ho- and, and hopefully yeah. you know you have at least one or two that's been passed down through the family but again mm-hmm. if you just jump out there and do some google searches yeah. and say hey what can we find or what you know what the, the main thing about this is like what is your kind of like base that appeals to you? Is it the squashes? Is it the, is it the yeah. sweet potatoes? Is it the vegetables? You know, listen, grilled asparagus or roasted asparagus at Thanksgiving dinner. If great I see stuff. that, it's, I mean, oh my gosh, it's yeah, it's great stuff. And if you have a local source, mm-hmm. um, even better yet. And let's say you are only contributing a side to a meal. You're not cooking the whole thing, and you want to do something kind of cool. Well, if you like green bean casserole, why don't you try? Doing everything from scratch, right? You know, absolutely. as opposed to using the you know the Campbell's soup can, right? Of uh, what is it, cream, cream, cream of mushroom? mushroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, try making your own cream of mushroom and then adding right. it and frying your own onions. Oh yeah, yeah. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort, but absolutely. Uh, you know, if that's all you have to do, people will appreciate the extra effort. Yeah, much better way to go. You know, unless yeah. unless they like the old the old ways. <laughs> and I will say this, you know, again, the, the farmers markets are starting to kind of come to a close. We're into we're almost approaching Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Uh, fortunately, we do have a nice new market that has opened up in uh, Main Street in Frostburg, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. which is Wholesome Harvest. Yeah. Um, so you can go see Susie there, and, and she will definitely – she's got squashes, and she's got stuff that the farms are still bringing into her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's sourcing from a lot of places, so you can find a lot of good ingredients up there for, for uh, things to make. Yeah, Wholesome Harvest is doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to throw something out about mashed potatoes, Mark. Okay. And I think one thing to, that is very important to keep in mind as far as mashed potatoes are concerned is you want to cook them last. Um, about a half an hour before you're going to serve everything, that's when you want to have your potatoes, your cubed potatoes right. on a boil. So peeled? Peeled, even, evenly cubed, right. an inch, you know, not two-inch cubed, right. you know, an inch. 
keep them around there. You don't want to go, you know, half inch. That's a little too small. Things will cook too quickly. Um, definitely cube things beforehand. Add, put let them sit in water so they don't brown. And half an hour before you're gonna say dinner's ready, have your uh, potatoes boiling, and then you know you're gonna once they're done, strain them, add your butter, your milk, your sour cream, whatever it is you do to make mashed potatoes taste delicious. Do that all last, and so you can put it right out on the table. Um, so you Hot don't, and ready to go. Yeah, you want you want that to be the last thing you cook. Don't do it two hours beforehand and then heat it up. Yeah, that's I mean, because you know, if you have to understand, a lot of these, a lot of t- the, a lot of the typical side dishes are going to be baked dishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're going to make them ahead of time, kind of bake them. They're going to yeah. hopefully time them where they're coming out with carving the turkey. But yeah. definitely, most importantly, those mashed potatoes. Yeah. Try to line them up to where they're going to be just you know the turkey's finished. Everything's ready, and the yeah. potatoes are coming out of that pot hot, ready hot, to roll. buttery, yeah. creamy, really Absolutely. good. Yeah. You know, and the one thing that, you know, the one thing that it just seems to, for whatever reason over the years, um, cranberries has made its way into the American <laughs> tr- tradition of Thanksgiving dinner, you yeah. know? That's a seasonal thing, I guess. Absolutely. I'm just Absolutely. taking a guess there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, so many times you go and you see that, you know, you open up that can and, you know, you kind of. The, the lid comes gelatinous. out and you kind of yeah. that gelatinous stuff and you shake it out and it comes out it's, in that solid tube. And, and it's got the rings of the can. And the and rings of the can. <laughs> and then you slice it down. And, you know, the beauty of that, though, is you can slice it <laughs> as thick as you want or as yeah. thin as you want. Yeah, I personally but really like it. It's Listen, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. But there's so many options out there. I mean, yeah. you know, ginger, orange, rosemary. I mean, let's, you know, let's think outside the box here a little bit. Um, it's really, really easy to work with cranberries. Yeah. It really is. You know, simple, you know, these simple ingredients, you know, you got cranberries, you got fresh ginger, a little bit of orange zest, orange juice, a little bit of sugar, boom, you cook it down a little bit and, you know, we're, we're, we got some nice cranberry sauce going. Nice. You know, so it's not that hard. Again, that's a simple recipe. We can put that one up on our website as well. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. uh, and my gosh, I am getting hungry here. Yeah, me too. Hey man, it's we like, forgot something very important. Though. What is that? Gravy. Gravy. How yeah. did we bypass gravy? Uh, I you don't know. Because here's the thing. We talked about this turkey. We've talked about the mashed potatoes. We're talking about, but as we're bringing this out, I definitely am going to be screaming, "Tim, where is the where is the gravy?" I forgot the gravy, right? Mark. So let's talk about gravy. All right, yeah. So here's where your giblets come in. Here's where your drippings come in. Okay, you know. So if you're in the oven, you're going to have drippings in the bottom of your pan. If you're on the grill, we talked about how I have a drip pan under the, you know, okay. where I add water. If you don't add water, it all burns out. Okay. So that's why you have to add water if you're in the in the grill. Let's say you're you've uh, you had your bird in the oven. You got drippings in the bottom of the pan. Okay. You're also going to have simmered your giblets. You know, the neck, the heart, whatever comes right. out of that package right. or, or you know out of the cavity. You will have simmered all that. For about forty-five minutes, probably. Okay. You're, remember, so we're this. cooking that down. You're some making water. a stock, right. essentially. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. So you'll combine the two with some flour, slowly adding flour, whisking on the stove top. Um, you can probably do this right in that, um, right in your roasting pan. Okay. You know that way you're picking up all those, all the chunks, the right. drippings, sure. any of that, and it's all combining. And we're yeah. going to kind of do this last minute as well, obviously, right? We're going to do this as minute. our turkeys come out of the oven. Yeah. 
um, we're gonna we're gonna take that, and that's where we're gonna start this process. Yeah, okay? yeah. You're just slowly adding flour to that liquid and drippings um, until you reach your consistency. Okay. Of course, I say again, slowly adding flour. Right. Add maybe a tablespoon at a time. Make right. sure it's absorbed, and then add another tablespoon, right. whisking, 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 until right. it's absorbed, and you get your consistency you want. So we're so at this point, really, what we're looking for is we're looking for when you say consistency, we're talking thickness right, yeah, of yeah. our gravy. Yeah. You know, some people like a little thinner, some people like a little thicker, but right. that's one thing that we're looking for. Yeah. And secondly, um, it's important. We're, we're looking to cook the, the flour in that, okay. in the, in the, um, there you go. in the, in the broth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So it's not just simple. You know, some people do use just a cornstarch slurry, right. Uh, where it's basically taken cornstarch, it's almost, you know, I kind of say it's almost equal parts, but it's not a really. one to one ratio. It is. It's almost equal much. parts, but essentially, you're looking just to take, you know, to thin the cornstarch with cold water, so it's a usable, just kind of like a, yeah. a slurry, um, and you can put that in there, and it's almost an instantaneous, yeah, um, uh, thickener. Yeah, as long as there's heat. Remember as long as there's heat. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. As long as there's heat. Yeah, remember it's you're almost, on the stove right, top here. Right, and and um, but it will never taste like that flour. And that gravy, right? You know, it yeah. just won't. Yeah. That flour just imparts a different, um, a, a different flavor altogether. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, in the year that, uh, I, I mean, uh, the year that I did aromatics and, and stuff in my turkey with uh, the cherries and the oranges and the apples, and I had rosemary and thyme in there, and the drippings that came off of that mm-hmm. and made gravy was just this beast all in and of itself. I mean, it was just wow. Okay. You know, it was just the the melding of all these flavors that came together. Yeah. You know, and again, don't be afraid to, you know, you can season this up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So don't be afraid to take this dripping Ta- supply with it. Yeah. Taste it. As yeah. you're making it, right. taste it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all good stuff. So good. Yeah. Gravy. We can't forget that. And, and something I want to talk about, too, is is uh, preparation. We keep talking about, we keep mentioning preparation. If you're doing this whole meal yourself and you got 25 people coming and you're going to be stressed out and all this stuff, if you have to make four sides, make them a couple of days ahead of time. Yeah. Start your Thanksgiving, you know, cooking, on, you know, on Monday night. Absolutely. You know, if you're going to make uh, the little sweet potato pudding, you know, um, yes, make it on Monday night and stick it in the fridge. It'll only get better. And right. then that's something you can reheat. Right. Because that's going to be a casserole. We're going to bake that and stuff. Yeah. Any yeah. way you can make this easier on you, do it. Yeah. It'll be worth it. Yeah. So all you have to do is Absolutely. watch your bird cook, talk to your family, right. have a couple drinks, watch some football, and then make you know, your mashed potatoes, and, and, your gravy, and then bam. You're you done. know, and, and then thinking back, I mean, I you know, growing growing up with um, grandmothers and, and whatnot that like to cook, it you know, in a very traditional sense, it was always the women that was doing this. Yeah. And they spent all day. Yeah. I mean, all day in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, cooking these meals. And they didn't and, want anybody in their way. Or, no. Yeah. But but um, but really, you can take a lot of that. I think that's one of the things that it makes uh, stressful for people. Uh-huh. Because it seems like this huge, overwhelming process yeah. of how do I cook a turkey dinner for, mm-hmm. and all these things that go along with it. So anything again, a perfect point. Anything you can make to make it simpler. Yeah. You know, peel your potatoes for your mashed potatoes the day before. You yeah. Know, put them in some water. Yeah. Any any of that stuff. You know, make it chop as, your vegetables. Yes, as simple as you mm-hmm. can. Break yeah. it down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Break it down small segments. Right. Just and that way it, you don't feel overwhelmed. Easier. Make it easier on yourself, and Absolutely. don't don't drink too much. 
At least yeah. before the food's on the table. Right. Don't drink too much. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. listen, there's a whole other, you know, there's a whole other thing that goes along with this. You know, there's tons of desserts that people bring. You got your pies. You know, yeah. you can always bring introduce fresh breads into into uh, to your Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of traditions. People have traditions uh, for a reason, and they're you know a lot of these things are passed down mm-hmm. and family favorites. But those are kind of like your basics, I think. Yeah, yeah. Any yeah, of the recipes enough. that we talked about here, um, you can find them at relishpod.com. Yeah. Um, we're on Instagram and Twitter um, with at relishpod. And you can also subscribe. We you know we have our YouTube channel now, Relish Pod. That's a good source. And and we're going to start putting up more videos and stuff there. The paella video is on there. Yeah. You can see Mark as a a proud uh, paella papa. Yeah, that was a fun episode. Yeah, that was really that was awesome. One worth watching. Yeah, uh, so we're definitely building. You know, we always like to give a big shout out to Record Talk Listen. You know, none of this would be possible without Lydia over there. That's right. And. Uh, really driving the truck and Tim and I are just going for the silly uh, ride at times it seems, but uh, it's definitely fun. So yeah, I agree. Big shout out to Lydia. Okay. Uh, so anybody out there making Thanksgiving dinner, good luck. Don't stress out, plan, prepare, make it easier on yourself. Um, get your kids chopping vegetables, whatever, whatever you can do. And there's lots of information out there. YouTube is your friend for sure. Again, I appreciate you. Thanks for joining us. This was a uh, relish pot. I'm Mark Witt. I'm Tim Gallagher. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.